Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. Oh, my word, people were mad. They were very upset. (laughs) So it definitely is going to have to reach a certain quality bar. Okay, well, to keep it moving here, David says, I'm a longtime listener, and I'm curious to get a refreshed take on Zoom. I realize it's not timely and driven by current news events, but it feels like a slow death that won't be precipitated by any big news moment. Does Zoom have any hope of long-term survival? The pandemic was a weird moment where both consumers and commercial users used the same solution, and there was some experiential synergy But over time, it feels like they are going to be squeezed by free competitors on the consumer side, parentheses, Meta, Google, and bundled competitors on the commercial side, especially Teams. They're investing in B2B to C, like contact centers and doctor's appointment meetings, as well as location-aware scenarios like rooms and events. But is that enough, or are they going to be relegated to being a niche company in the future? What do you think, Ben? Well, this is very timely because there was just a case laid out by by the the federal government about uh, Zoom and the access. It, it, it was the, the case was against sort of like the Chinese intelligence services, but part mm-hmm. of it was they're basically breaking in or breaking into or having access to Zoom, breaking into distant meetings, which we we've heard about in the past. But it is timely because this case was just sort of just filed this week, and uh, if anything, that's kind of a positive note for Zoom because this issue of most of their engineering being in China and that meaning the government has access, we already know it has happened and that did not appear to deter people from using the platform. Uh, There's lots of implications about this. It speaks to the TikTok bit where we have a documented example of a major U.S. tech company being interfered with Chinese authorities because, because there was access, you know, because of it is based in China. Like, right. like, like <laughs> people are talking about like, it's a hypothetical. We have an example of it happening. And again, this working also directly to, with Chinese security services. Yes, yes. Yes. This speaks to the bit also about companies are not very smart. Right. Like, I think there's an aspect. It's fairly insane to be using Zoom for your corporate communications. If totally. You, um, if to go back to my legal career, we initially, as the pandemic started, we were on Zoom for like the first couple of weeks and then realized how unsecure it was and switched to Teams. So I assume everybody's made that switch. Yeah, it, and so there is like, here's the deal. Zoom is a good product. Like, it's a very irritating product. They're doing this product-led marketing crap where they're just throwing up, trying to get you to get apps and did you know about this XYZ and it's out of control. And I keep using it because... It is the only sort of conference sharing service that does not spin up my fans when I'm sharing my screen as I'm, you know, w- working on stuff with someone else. When I recorded that replica podcast, we were using a podcasting platform, uh, StreamYard, and the connection wasn't working well. So I knew if I switched to Zoom, Zoom deals with bad connections very, very well, and it will, you know, be let us get through get through this call. It's a good product, it, like, and from just a particularly the underlying sort of encoding you know, and, and, and technology, the efficiency of its use of resources, all those sorts of things. And so I still use it despite the fact it is kind of insane <laughs> to not use it, which is a, a broader point. But that is, in some respects, part of the optimistic case for Zoom is that they've been able to maintain a technical advantage probably longer than people assume they would be able to. Like, it is very good. At the, at the other, other hand, though, it has these what ought to be very real concerns working against it. Again, the vast majority of the engineering is done in China, 
uh, and that's going to be a significant concern going forward. It's not part of a suite like Teams is where you are sort of are already paying for it. So why not use it? And um, and yeah, so all, all those and it also the acquisition question is sort of hairy because of the China angle. So, mm-hmm. you know, but again, it's sort of it's persisted longer than thought. Its valuation was never made much sense. It did sort of get a valuation. That's what like, I was going to ask. Like, have they figured out how to really make money at, at any point? They weren't as they weren't like a Peloton, right, where Peloton had real costs attached to real bikes that they it wasn't just that their revenue didn't live up to expectations in the long run. It's that they had an overhang of inventory and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff that that was really bad, right? Zoom's still a software company. And their financial results have continued to sort of steadily grow and increase. Their stock's down because the expectations were out of control, not because it was a fundamentally, you know, bad business per se, right? Right. Um, you know, and well, so there, I, there were like three or four months at the beginning of the pandemic where Zoom was being framed as this paradigm shifter that was going to change the way everyone in America and the world would be conducting meetings for right. the and, and foreseeable the problem, future. And part of the problem is, is one of the reasons why it was so attractive uh, and exploded. It was just so easy to use. You just share a link and people it's can join. It's so easy to use. That's the, that's the reason I still use Zoom is because if you're dealing with somebody who you're not all that close with – it's easier to just send them a Zoom link and anybody anywhere in the world can just fire it up on their iPhone and communicate that way. Right. But the implication of that is there's no lock in. Right. Like, like so you have a communication service that doesn't require an account to use, that doesn't depend on having any sort of network graph of who you're connected to X, Y, Z. And so it never really had, and this was a big mistake Zoom made, is they spent way too much time and energy on the consumer market, particularly for the first part of the pandemic, when they were never going to build a meaningful business there without establishing some sort of network effect. And so Mm -hmm. they spent tons of resources trying to like scale up to this massive consumer use when that was never going to be a meaningful part of their business. And so that was the big mistake they made. They, they sort of, they, 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 they is an opportunity cost of where, where I would think would have been much more interesting is really building out their chat capabilities, like basically do reverse it and back into teams like functionality. That's beyond just sort of video conferencing at the, at the end of the day, People use it for video conferencing. That's it. It's, right. it, 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 it. I mean, they, they're again, they're trying to push the platform aspects and tying sort of different stuff in. But it's it's yeah, as time goes on, it's going to be harder and harder to expand into that, which just sort of leaves them in a box. Um, all things being equal, I would say they're they're again, they're sort of a, a a Google acquisition candidate or someone that wants to build out or actually no Salesforce is the other interesting one where they bought Slack by Zoom put it all together, you know, we have like a, a Microsoft office sort of competitor. But uh, again, I think the Chinese part raises real acquisition challenges uh, mm. as far as they're concerned. And so they will, they have a nice business, one that will never, I think, reach the valuations that were implied at its, at its height. And it sounds like you're answering in the affirmative them to, are they going to be relegated to being a niche company in the future? Yeah, I think that, I think so. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. 
If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe. 